So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance Okay. I'm Mr. O, and today, Ms. H and I will be discussing Season 4, Episode 2 of The Other Way. In this episode, we meet Gabriel's other half, Isabel, who gets along very well with her kids. Jen's friends try to catfish her boyfriend, Rishi. Jamie gets all dolled up waiting for Chris. Danielle has some pretty strong feelings about Johan's meat. And we meet Nicole, who can't figure out how to properly dress for her husband, Mahmoud. As always, we'll end with our class dunces, students of the week, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you also listen to Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other podcasts, Love After Lockup K. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? I am, I'm not doing too bad. It actually started to get a little bit warmer for us, but... I don't know how long that hold, that'll hold out. You know, that, just that, those little, you don't know about it, but there's the no, little like, fake springs where you're like, ooh, okay. Oh, actually, I do remember hey. that from DC. <laughs> and then I'll, it'll come back and kick us in the ass, I'm sure. I'm sure as soon as I have time to actually go out and enjoy the weather, it's going to be freezing again. Yeah. Well, I mean, it got a little bit colder here, but it's still not as cold as it would ever be over there. But (laughs) speaking of California and California weather, uh, let's get started with our newest couple, uh, Nicole and Mahmood. So Nicole, 38, is from Los Angeles, California. She's getting lost on one of her jobs, which is food delivery. Her other job is reselling clothes. She's actually from Council, Idaho. She went to a very small high school and she was just excited to get the hell out of there. She lived in several different states and traveled all around. She ended up at a fashion design school in LA and worked in the industry but it wasn't quite for her. She started studying spirituality and meditation, and she took a trip to Egypt on a spiritual tour. Nicole was shopping for fabric on the last day in Egypt when she met Mahmoud. He pretty much casually proposed to her immediately when she joked about moving to Egypt. After Nicole got back, they were talking every day, and after five days, he actually asked her to marry him and move to Egypt. A week later, she went back to Egypt and got married to him. She didn't tell anyone she got married. She stayed for two months before she moved back to America. Later, Nicole is at the flea market with her friends, Emmeline and Janine. She then tells them that she's going back to Egypt, Then they're confused because they thought that she was separated Nicole says that she was struggling in Egypt, so they decided that she would move back and apply for a spousal visa. After 11 months, Nicole asked for a divorce and canceled the visa. The friends asked why they were getting divorced, and Nicole said it was because the culture there was very strict, like she had to cover her body and her hair, she wasn't allowed to drink, and she wasn't allowed to hug, and she had had very limited interaction with other men. Nicole felt that she was always breaking some new rule that was being presented to her. They decided to get back together and see how it goes. Her friends wonder why she has to change it all. And Nicole says, well, she missed him and she felt so loved by him, so it's worth it. Nicole knows that they have a difficult road ahead of them. She feels like she is a little bit more mentally prepared for Egypt this time around. Later, Nicole video calls Mahmoud. Mahmoud is excited for her to come back, and Nicole says she's nervous because, you know, the last time she was there, they fought a lot. And Mahmoud says it's because she's the one who loves to fight. 
The biggest thing they fought about are her clothes. Mahmoud says covering her body and making sure it's not too tight is, you know, probably the guideline she should follow. But this is news to Nicole because she didn't realize form fitting was also a uh, rule. Nicole insists on figuring it out before they get there, but Mahmoud is kind of tired of talking about it. Nicole didn't think that uh, dressing, the rules for dressing would be so rigid. Mahmoud understands that she didn't really understand before agreeing to it. Nicole says that she just kind of went along with all of it because she loves him. And Mahmoud says he will not change his mind about the clothes. Nicole has a one-way ticket, but she's very nervous that this isn't going to work out. She's worried because even especially after this video call, she realizes and recognizes that the same problems are still there. All right. So why do you think that, you know, she went so drastic as to leave the country and now because she missed him, things are going to be different? I don't know. I can't figure out what this lady is thinking Mm -hmm. with anything that she's doing because, yeah, she you can see like the dread in her voice talking about going back. She was like, I hated it there. Right. I was miserable the entire time. And the friends see that too. But she's like, but I miss it. I'm going to go back. And it's like, do you miss? Because I don't. I mean, we hopefully we'll see a little bit more because so far all we've heard is him just being completely awful to her all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's all we have. The phone call was just him being not argumentative, but him just not wanting to argue right. about the same thing they've been arguing about for years yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, literally the only details we know about this guy is what he demands she wear. Like, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Muhammad, uh, Muhammad and uh, Angie. Uh, what was her name? Uh, from New Mexico. Oh, 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 Eve. Eve, Eve and yes. Muhammad, yes. Yeah, uh, reminds me of them a little bit. So I do think that there is a strong cultural element to this. But what I don't understand in situations like this is like, you know, he's the one who was attracted to her knowing she's American it's like, do they not know how loosey-goosey it is here comparatively? Yeah, I, do, I mean, I, I think I find that for both on both sides. Right. No, I agree. Right? Yes. On both sides. Why does she think she knows the culture he comes from? He knows yes. the culture she comes from. Why do they both think that the other one's going to change for them? And right. not just think it, but expect it. Expect this is how it is going to be. Yeah. Um, and yes, because that was even Muhammad. The one it reminded me of a little bit, though, was um, Brittany, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because um, it was kind of, but she, because she was like, again, she was more against it because that was one of those ones because it's also like Egypt is Egypt. Yeah. Like it's not, it's it, sure it's a Muslim country, but it's not like they make it seem like it's the most regressive, you know, things and all the women are in hijabs. And like, like it, it's not, though. Like people right. been to Egypt, right? Yeah. Like, and it's, So it reminds me of that one because that one was the one where they were in like Tunisia or something. He was like, oh, Mm -hmm. nobody drinks here. And she's like, I'm talking to you from a bar. Like, what are you talking about? Nobody drinks here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so I I wonder if it – I don't like them blaming the culture of the country when it's really – no, you're just dating a super, super conservative person from that country. That's what I don't get because if you are super conservative, how are you dating outside of your culture to begin with? 
That right. seems like that's a disaster. It seems like if you are that conservative where you do not have a liberal thought in your mind, you probably should not be dating someone else outside who doesn't understand, who doesn't know, who may not even agree. Right. And I but I and that's what makes me worry about the dynamics of the relationship, right? Because the only reason I could think that somebody would want to do that is because they really like what they really want out of the relationship is to prove their dominance and to prove how controlling they are. And you can do that. And if it's somebody who's in your culture who dresses like that anyway, how did yeah. you prove that you made them change for you? This woman I made change for me. I showed everyone how who's the man in this relationship. And that's not good. Yeah, I, I that thought wouldn't have even ever occurred to me. I just feel like he probably has a thing for like blonde hair, blue oh, eye. No. Probably, girls. yeah. But he but he wants to he wants he but he wants both worlds, right? right? He wants the exotic, you know, blonde haired girl yeah. from, you know, another country, but also wants her to be fit into exactly what he thinks a woman should be. Right, right. right. Which is that same thing too, because we had that before with even Muhammad. He was like she was like, you met me through my – by dropping into my DMs on my bikini pics. Yeah. And now you're like, well, you need to cover up all the time. Like what – I don't understand how – I don't understand how you make that transition either. Right. Yeah. I don't get it either. It just – yeah. It sounds really a bad match because, I mean, you know, she's talking about how she went to fashion design school and she clearly is really into fashion. She resells mm -hmm. clothes. She's like very interested in it. I think it's part of how she expresses herself. And now you're basically trying to stifle all of that by saying, okay, you got to like completely cover up. And, you know, at that point, I, I, it's actually kind of funny. I think that she is, she wants to know all the rules because she wants to try find things that she can still express herself that follow all the rules. I, I think you're right. I think she's trying to think of ways where it's not like, okay, well, I want to do and I want to fit in and I want to do the rules, but I would also not to – would like to not wear a, uh, a burlap sack around everywhere. Right, right. Um, so let me know what the – and so so she tries to change things. Oh, I have to be covered up? Well, okay. Well, I wear this little shapely thing. And he's like, no, you can't do that either. Right? Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's basically going to come down to, oh, did you look cute? Then no, that's unacceptable. Right. Like, yeah. And then that's in direct conflict of what she's <laughs> right. trying to do. Right, because she's just trying to be like, I need, I'm trying to find a way to look cute within the confines of these rules. Right, right. right. So, I don't know. It, it also, to me, is just problematic that, you know, like the only thing that is brought them back together is they missed each other. Like, no conversations about change. And we've talked about this quite a bit, I feel kind of sporadically through the years that we've been doing this podcast it's like the people who you know get back together like break up get back together like if you're gonna get back together something needs to fundamentally be different you know mm -hmm. and i don't think anything is fundamentally different they are about to repeat the exact same mistake that they made the first time and the question i i guess would ask would be like what is it you miss right because I don't I, that because that's the other thing that goes with the 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 Muhammad and all his rules. I mean, not Muhammad, but you know, um, Mahmoud and all his rules is well. If you want her to change that much, why do you like her? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> what yeah. is it you like about her? If, if if you literally like, I love everything about you except for everything. You need to change everything, right. unless it's just about her looks. Yeah, but also I could see from you know his perspective culturally. 
you got to try and make it work out with the person you got married. Sure. But they got married super quick, too. Like, why did they get married? Right. But I don't think divorce is so much of an option in their culture, right? It's like, like... it's more seriously frowned upon. But I feel like it was one of those things. Is it, what's the Muslim equivalent of an annulment? Because I feel like it was probably fast enough of a turnaround that you can that that would apply, right? Mm. But they were like, she was there for. Did she say she was there for two months? Uh, no, she was there for like a week. Well, no, no, no. Before she before she left for good. Oh, she was yeah, like, I can't yeah, be yeah, yeah. It was like two like months. Two months, yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. Because then that 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 was the one where you hit. Because we see that hit and we see it this come up here when you go from being on vacation to be living somewhere and all of a sudden that place changes real fast. Yes, definitely. All right. So um, let's go with that then. We'll ride that same theme and go to Danielle and Johan. So Rohan, Johan is still angry and driving, you know, and he's just angrily driving over the news that Danielle wants to stay in the Dominican Republic instead of moving the states. The plan was after a year, but she wants to stay as longer. And now they're pulling up to his family place, so there's not really time to discuss things now. So he's got a big family household. He lives here with his parents, two sisters, 10 nephews, and a brother, so 16 in all. Danielle has met and gets along with the family. He's very bothered about how she decided that they'll be setting up there long term because Johan says it's every Dominican's dream to live in the United States. Again, we, it's the second time he said that. So we asked the family how they feel about – she asked the family how they would feel about him leaving. I think she was trying to get some sympathy and get people on her side. But that didn't really work because they're just like, well, well, good for him. I'll miss him, I guess. But whatever. He's going to send that back money. So they're only going to stay for a day because uh, it's hot and Danielle gets angry when she's hot. So they go to his room and finally get a chance to discuss her plan. So he doesn't want to never be in New York, but she says the whole country is filled with the whole country is filled with stuff that just eh, eh, she doesn't like. So he counters with a new plan. Well, okay, let's stay here and see how things are going for a while. And if it's going good, we'll stay. But if we're still struggling after a while, we can go to the US. So he thinks this plan's going to work because he's pretty sure that they'll still be struggling in a while mm-hmm. and have to go back to the US. And that'll happen once she realizes, like I said, that living in the DR isn't just vacation all the time. So one of the things that Danielle finds hard about staying at Johan's family's place is how hard it is for her to do her 10-step skincare routine, which they really lean hard into. There's ice, a spatula, rose quartz rollers, and uh, Johan isn't sure about how all this is going to work, but if it makes her happy, then it, it makes him happy. Unless like... She actually needs our refrigerator in the bathroom, which he doesn't understand. He's like, but the refrigerator is for food in the kitchen. She's like, yeah, and another one in the bathroom. He's like, what? So once everyone's face is rolled, she does Johan's too. They go and check out the butcher shop that Johan opened after they got married. So she wants to help with everything. Well, the business part, not the meat part. But they immediately make us concerned about the meat part by spending a lot of time focusing on all the flies that are just flying and landing oh on the meat. Oh, God. So, so much of that. Yeah. She doesn't understand. She's like, it's unsanitary. You need to keep the meat refrigerated, not on this warm counter, and there has to not be bugs. But it takes a really long time for Johan to understand what she's getting at. He's like, what's wrong with the meat? The people have to see the meat. Like, it's got to be right here because they got to see it. <laughs> He's like, it's got to. She's like, it's got to be cold. He's like, yeah, it's cold enough. Yeah, it's got a tear. Eventually, he figures out that it's the flies that are grossing her out. But he's just like, what? It's it's a butcher shop. Of course, there's flies. Like, there's always flies. And they even have like a little whip thing that they use to shoo the flies off the meat. Oh, gosh. Um, 
she says, you're just used to your culture. Here, flies are fine. So then she's like, all right, now I understand why your meat always makes me sick <laughs> every time <laughs> I come here. It's because it's covered in flies and sitting out on hot counters. <laughs> so then she gets down to business and asks, like, like, how much did you pay for this meat? Like, where did you buy? How much do you sell it for? How much did you sell? Where's your book where you keep track of all the sales? So he brings out a composition book that is, I don't know, just has like notes written in it and gives him the receipts from his meat before she starts asking about his overhead costs and uh, how much the freezer costs and things like that. So she also tries to explain the concept of, uh, you know, accounting software to him. Like <laughs> there's this stuff called QuickBooks and it's, but she has to revert to English. So she hasn't, under, he doesn't understand anything. So if it, eventually she has to leave because the meat is just grossing her out though. But she did really mean it about QuickBooks. Well, I thought it was going to be QuickBooks, but it's actually just Google Sheets. Yeah. And right. she comes back with a laptop in hand and like trying to cover up her nose from the smell. So she starts entering the transactions from his uh, composition book so that she can keep track of his cash flows. So she adds up the income and subtracts the expenses. And the result is something like negative 41,000 pesos. Oh, God. And she's like, this is twice what you make at the hotel. Um, how are you what's, where, where, How are you making money here? And he's like, because it's a business. Business is good. And she's like, yeah, but you lost money. So how are you going to get it back? And he's like, you don't understand. Uh, so she doesn't really have an idea about how to improve this business. Um, but she also is very much like, but how are you making money if you're <laughs> spending more money than you make? Wow. Um, so she's frustrated that he's either being stubborn or dumb about the situation and hopes that his plan isn't to rely on her as a sugar mama. But he says his business is just – it's business is good. So shut up. Business is good. God. You should be supportive of me. Uh, no matter what you put in the computer, business is good, stupid machine. So anyway, <laughs> now his spirits are down and maybe he should – maybe he's thinking about like sarcastic like, well, if my business sucks. Maybe I'll just close this whole thing down and blah, blah, blah. All right. So now we're getting getting to that. And – I mean, does it seem kind of who do you believe? Is he? Do you think he's actually making more money at this business and it's gonna be okay, or do you think she's right and he's just she's just like, why aren't you paying attention to any of the things you're supposed to be paying attention to? Yeah, I think that he doesn't really know what he's doing, right? He's right. like, buy something, get cash, like not really thinking so much about. Like yes. if he even recuperates the cash that he spent in the first but place. People put money into my hand. Therefore, yeah, I am so making money. I'm selling and things are good. And it's like, yeah, but what about like what you sold? I think he'll start to figure it out eventually that he's losing money when he starts to realize there is no extra money and he has to continue to purchase meat. I, 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 my conspiracy theory on this is he didn't put all the transactions in the book. He's bad at keeping his books. Oh, yeah. So he has no idea too. how much he actually sold. Well, right? that's also a separate uh, issue, too. <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't seem like he really knows what's going on. And to me, it seems like, okay, simple, quick fixes. I get that. You know, you want to show the meat, but I swear, weren't they standing at a glass counter or something that could have easily been a glass counter? Like, that's the whole reason why there's glass countertops. You stick it into an area where the flies can't get to the meat and it's in right. glass so everybody else can see it. Yes, it is. It's in glass and it's got the, the yeah, it's a refrigerator. It's got the doors on the back that slide open and close so you don't have flies everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I do get that it was like. That's probably, it seemed like, I don't know. It, 
I don't, I'm curious as to whether that's, whether or not that's really what butcher shops are pretty much like all around there. So everybody's like, oh yeah, this is, this is what you expect. Or if his business really is bad because everyone's like, oh no, that's the weird gross butcher shop where they just like throw <laughs> raw meat on the table. Like, I don't even know what kind of cuts they are. That's all just like a big, big pile. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. I was in Cosmo for a while, but we always went to like a grocery store. I never went to a carniceria, so I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, that's the part that bothered me. I I, I get that. I, but I know in the US, like a, a health inspector would take one step in there oh, and be like, right. this place nope. is shut down. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is done. I, I We will not be doing this. Right. Um, but you would think every, you would think it. That they would at least have, oh, here's beef, here's pork loin, here's pork chops. Like, it's like, I'm not just have a big pile of meat all just mixed in together. <laughs> like, yeah. You could see the menu and the menu said like, you know, it had like pollo and like things. And I was like, had, I didn't see any chicken anywhere. Where was your chicken? Why is there just meat on the table? Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Um, I have no idea, uh, but – it also seemed like a fly-by-night operation, so I kind of felt like, eh, yeah. this could be them, production, like, trolling us, like, this isn't a real thing, right? Yeah, production just is like, yeah, just go buy a big pile of meat, we're going to throw it on this counter. Yeah, have we're, we're going yeah. to have a butcher shop for a day, all right? I mean, they clearly had that tool for shooing flies away, so it was like, yeah. it, it is an expectation, it seems, that there are flies um, and, you know, different places have different amounts. I feel like most places in the U.S. are relatively fly-free. Um, but, yeah, like I spent some time in Australia and that was like – it was – I needed to wear a net on my head all the time because yeah. it was just like ridiculous amounts. It was just like land on your face. And I was like, why are the flies landing on my face? Right. American flies don't land on my face. Wow. Like even the horse flies go for my legs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, Well, maybe a little bit more of an appetizing dinner. We start off with Jen, who's helping her family set the table for family dinner. She's ready to go to India in a week. uh, And Jen has been very close to her family, living with them as she's been preparing to move. Uh, Tara, Jen's sister-in-law, is very supportive and tells her that she will be missed and everyone starts crying. Jen says it will be hard for her to be so far away from the family. Donna, her mom, says that she knew one day that Jen would move far away. Donna thinks that Jen has experienced everything in America, so now she needs to experience love. Jen then reveals a secret that Rishi's family doesn't know about their engagement. Everyone just kind of groans. Jen wasn't even introduced as a girlfriend. Rishi didn't want an arranged marriage that he, and that he really wanted a love marriage. So having a love marriage with a non-Indian woman, woman would be very shocking. She hopes that she will be accepted with the family. Jen is treading lightly and letting Rishi set the pace because Jen has been more pushy in her past relationships and she feels like that's the reason why they all backfired and failed. Jennifer is meeting up with her college friends, Randy and Myra. They ask about the ring she's wearing, and it's not the ring Rishi got her because she actually lost the one he got her. Jen tells us that she rushed into her first marriage, and both the friends didn't like her husband. Myra didn't go to the wedding because she actually objected. They divorced in less than two years. Randy thinks that Jen wants love so bad that she's willing to settle. Randy tells her that her picker is off. 
Myra calls her insane when it comes to men, meaning that she makes the same mistakes over and over again. Myra says that it's a huge red flag that Rishi's family doesn't know about their engagement. Jen didn't expect this reaction and tough love, and now she's thinking that she should have just left without saying goodbye to her friends. They bring up the concern of Rishi's social media because he has over 11,000 followers with no evidence of a girlfriend anywhere. Myra suggests a honey trap, which Jen says okay because she's happy to prove uh, how much trust she has in him. Later, Myra reports back on the progress of the honey trap. Rishi engaged in the conversation and asked where she was from, and as soon as she said London, he didn't really reply. Myra thinks that he shouldn't have responded at all and shouldn't have asked where she was from. Myra says that he's willing to talk to pretty much anyone online and he's shady as fuck. And she doesn't like that. He mostly only follows women. This is kind of all news to Jennifer because she didn't really want to see anything like exes to set off her anxiety. So uh, Jen actually doesn't follow him or check up on anything social media. Jen thinks there was nothing incriminating about the exchange with Myra and says that his English isn't very good, so that's probably part of it. Myra sarcastically wishes her a great time in India, and she says that she's just trying to protect her. Jen thinks that the communication was ambiguous with the honey trap, so she's not mad. All right, so what do you think about the honey trap and the results of the honey trap? The honey trap's always a terrible idea. I know, right? Always 100%. The results of a honey trap, not even inconclusive. Like, there's nothing there. That's a nothing burger. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, like, he's a personal trainer and a, like, I'm assuming she used, like, some sort of pictures of, like, somebody who was fit, right? Uh Um, And looked good. Was, like, was, like, just came in and said, hey, baby. He was, like, do I know you? Yeah. She's like, well, I think you're sexy. And he was like, well, maybe I can get this person as a client. Where do you live? And it was like London. It was like, bye. A- end of story. Bye. Yeah. Like, that's not anything. That's a, that's nothing. Especially <laughs> when like, you're literally somebody who is always on the lookout for clients, right? You're, right. Your job is partially having to bring in new clients. Yeah. I'm not going to not talk to somebody who, who messages me. At least see, you know, at least, at least, you know, take a nibble at that bait and see what's going on. But like, what he did was not inappropriate at all. It's not like he was like, ooh, you're sexy. Like, there's nothing. She had nothing. And like, the idea was he's like, this guy is sketchy based on that. It was like, is she in a relationship? Because I don't think how you, how you could be if you're that suspicious of everybody. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was perfect because I think for them, perfect would have been he didn't message her back at all. It does yeah. kind of make you wonder a little bit, like... He is willing to talk to other people. So it's kind of like, and I think the more incriminating thing, and not even incriminating, more like suspicious thing, is like if he's just following a bunch of hot influencer type women on Instagram, then it's kind of like, eh, what are you trying to do here exactly? Well, yeah, but it's not any, what he has that happened there isn't anything that you wouldn't already at least assumed by somebody who does what he does mm-hmm. as a model and a fitness person. Yeah. Right. That it fits very much in line with that. And if you have a problem with that, then you have a problem. You already had a problem with it. You mm-hmm. know, it's not, there's nothing, there's not really new information that came to light here. That's like, Oh, he's trying to get somebody like, you know, it's just people just, 
expect because it seemed like his first message was literally like, do I know you? Yeah. Like, which seems like a reasonable message. Like, there's no way do I know you. <laughs> like, you should just not message her back. And it's like, I don't did I know her though? Like, maybe it was somebody who was trying to reconnect with me. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, do I know you seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, as, as opposed to like, I beg of your pardon, ma'am, but I am spoken for. Thus will not say anything. Well, is that what they want? Is that what they want him to do? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I honestly feel like um, the reason why he doesn't have women on his, uh, you know, Instagram or Jennifer specifically is because, you know, he's he's trying to keep it professional is my guess, like in terms of clients and things like that. But, uh-huh. I mean, I do kind of agree that, you know, to have absolutely zero evidence of someone when you get a lot of attention, that's the part that I'm like, eh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What's a subtle way of showing that you're with someone to kind of deter all the thirsty people? Probably to stop messaging them after two messages. Oh, gosh. Like <laughs> <laughs> just completely ghosting them like yeah. that would that that would that would be one way to do it like cuz yeah i don't i don't i think if you're like i'm not intending on every ever messaging this person back again i don't need to be like sorry i have a girlfriend yeah. like later right <laughs> especially because like i don't know it, it rightly or wrongly as a as as a model i think it falls into that thing we were talking about before you know, with the, oh, musicians need to be single. I think we talked about it with in, in Love After Lockup. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's better for your career if you're oh, single. Right, right. Like, Justine right? and Michael, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I wonder if that kind of, I wonder if you get that same kind of advice in personal training. I, I mean, I guess anything where you're kind of using physical attractiveness to drive your clients or audience, I guess, is it would be beneficial, but... Which is so weird. It's it's so weird that like we use the physical attractiveness of the personal trainer. Mm. Like that doesn't mean you know anything. Like, yeah, <laughs> you could you could be a very knowledgeable physical trainer and not be like a conventionally attractive person. Right. Like you would probably still be a fit person. You know, mm. just like I wouldn't trust a skinny chef. But like, I don't necessarily need them to be like. They don't have to have a pretty face. Right, right, I don't know, right, they know right. what they're doing fitness wise. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just find like having to work in that you have someone is really just an awkward thing. I really wish there was just something that you could do, something you could wear, something you could wear on, on yeah. a finger. <laughs> you know, maybe would be a good spot that would you know tell other people that you're taken you know but i do i do find it really awkward like um i think i might have mentioned this i can't remember i had a, a an old neighbor who reached out to me randomly and just it really i got the impression that he was asking me out on a date but i couldn't really tell and i didn't want to assume because this was my neighbor so it's like we've hung out before you know when we used to live near each other but you know, and so I was just like, I didn't want to go out, you know, go hard and say like, oh, I have a boyfriend, you know, and like, because it just seemed like inappropriate. But it's like, but how do I convey this message that I have someone over text messages without like making it seem like aggressive or assuming? Because maybe right. he's not. Maybe he's not asking me out at all. Maybe he just wanted to connect. Maybe he just wanted to network or have a friend. Yeah, that's true. It's much easier when it's like uh, 
an ex or somebody you used to hook up with because when they contact you, you're like, I know what you're contacting me for. Right. No, I'm not available <laughs> anymore. <laughs> go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go on. All right. So Gabriel. So Gabriel is packing up to leave tomorrow and is trying to figure out if all his sewing machines are going to get damaged on the flight if he just puts them in his uh, suitcases. So like everyone else on the show, he's nervous to leave his family behind and go to a country that he knows very little about. So his mom, Marie, doesn't know what to do with herself, but, you know, because she's devoted her whole life to her kids, but wants Gabriel um, to do what he thinks is going to make him happy. So he kind of mentions that he might be getting married soon because it's not quite a 90-day rule, but he has 94 days because he can only stay in Colombia for 180 days and he's already been down there a bunch of times for in a one-year calendar year and he's already been there a bunch of times. So Marie hopes he knows what he's doing rushing into this. So we then jump to Colombia where Isabella is having a Nerf gun fight with her kids. So she's 34 and from El Carmen, Colombia. She is a single mom to Sarah, who's 16, and Miguel, who's 11. It wasn't her plan to be such a young mother, but her first boyfriend got her pregnant at 17 and then the relationship degraded. So Miguel's dad came in later and he was much older, but the relationship was not any better. So since then, she's been going it alone until she met Gabe. So she loves his energy and his sense of humor and – um. We actually, so we do hear from her immediately two legitimately things that she likes about her partner. So, yeah. like, looking up. So, then her daughter Sarah is into competitive dance. So, we see them practicing that and then talking things out. So, Sarah is a little nervous about the new person coming to live with them. But Isabel says that, you know, Gabe is different than the other guy she's been with because he's not like a controlling guy that has lots of machismo. Uh, he's respectful and calm and fun. So Sarah has not been a fan of Isabel's other boyfriends, calling them sexist and rude. <laughs> but she gets along well with Gabe. So they talk about how they found out that Gabe is trans through his Instagram. And I think they had spied his Instagram before he told her. And yeah. I, So it, he said he told her like the next day. Yes. So they might have been like, hey, I got along with this, with this guy. And the daughter, being a teenage girl, was like, let's check out his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that, that's what I got. So anyway, it took her completely by surprise and it made her a bit nervous, but she thought that the connection they had was was worth making it try to work. And then she told him it didn't matter. So now she – and at this point, to be fair, she definitely does seem to mean that at, at, still to this point, that it, it really doesn't matter. So Sarah similarly says it was a little weird at first, but she pretty soon stopped caring at all. So Miguel doesn't know yet, but the bigger concern is that her parents don't know, and that could be a major issue because they're more conservative than old-fashioned, as we heard from Gabe last week. So she's worried, like, if he chooses to tell them, which we were kicking back and forth last time, is it going to cause, like, a huge rift and it's going to end up exploding everything into heartbreak? All right. So let me just ask you, what did you think about Isabel? This is the first time we get to see her. I like her. I like her family. Like... I I always get very nervous about making proclamations of saying you like people, but it's like, I like this couple. I like both of them. But because the reason why we're so hesitant to do that is because usually they end up being trash in like an episode or two. Yes, they're going to do something just completely off the charts awful. But yeah, yeah I mean, so far, I mean, I, I, I really like the introduction. We actually saw her playing with her kids like – she seems to have a good relationship. She seems to be mm-hmm. like thoughtful about what she's doing, you know, and in a way that's like, uh, you know, like you should as a parent, like thinking about, do you think my child can handle this right now? Let me protect them from this. 
and wait until they're a little bit older and have the capacity to understand, you know? It's like stuff like that. It's like you see parents uh, on this show just being reckless, like no thought about how their kid is affected by anything, you know, just kind of doing what they want selfishly. So we did not see that with Isabel. So it's just like, oh, good. A good parent. (laughs) Great. Right. And as I like mentioned before, she had legitimate things that she liked about yes. Gabe. Yes, which we always say on this show is like, you know, oh, why do you love them? Oh, I like the way they make me feel. It's like that's not a legitimate reason why you should love I someone. Like, I like being with them. Yeah. <laughs> I miss that's... them when they're away. Those are not actual <laughs> things. Yes, that's that's how a dog feels about a, its human. Like. <laughs> I was sad when he left, and now I'm happy because he's back. Right. I mean, these are all resulting of feelings of love, but why do you love him in the first place? And it's just really frustrating because it just it, it comes off as very shallow and superficial. So the fact that she can come up with something that was like of substance, it's like, oh, good. You all have potential for actual meaningful connection. Well, yes. And the other thing I liked about her is that when she says he's not like anybody I ever dated before, mm-hmm. that actually seems to be true. Right. Right. Whereas in the last one we had, you know, Jen and Rishi, she's like, he's unlike anyone I ever dated before. And her friends are all like, he's exactly like everyone right. you've ever dated before. What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. Well, it definitely, I get the impression for Jen. I know they blurred out her first uh, ex-husband or whatever, but it's like, yeah. it sounds like she makes very poor decisions based on like how people look. Like, it seems like she might be pretty shallow. And so she ends up picking these guys and getting really attached to them in like a way that, you know, sets her up for being mistreated. Right. Right. Yeah. I definitely got that that same impression that she just kind Mm of falls in love with the pretty face and is then like, but isn't he nice? And we're like, no, actually, he's not. You just like his face. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah. 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 Whereas this one definitely seems to be a different a, a change from what sounded like I mean especially when she was talking about Miguel's dad that sounds like it might have been even a worse scenario than she was letting on. Right. Yeah. Very possible. That sounded pretty rough. Yeah. All right. Uh, So let's move on to our last couple, uh, Chris and Jamie. So Chris is video chatting with Jamie to discuss last minute wedding details because they're planning on getting married nine days after Chris arrives in Columbia. People think she's crazy and Chris doesn't care because Jamie is her person. Mona, her mom, and two of her uh, kids are driving Chris to the airport. She doesn't really see it as leaving them behind, but more like she's going to take an adventure. She shares concerns about having to depend on someone else. Chris gets emotional as she says goodbye to her kids and mom. And Chris is worried because their entire relationship has uh, been virtual, her relationship with Jamie. She worries about how Jamie will deal with her narcolepsy and how their sex life will be. But even with all these concerns, she says she's ready. So at least that's what she tells us on the plane. In Colombia, Jamie is preparing for Chris by getting her hair done and makeup. Jamie used to be a model and later became a coach. Jamie is friends with her hairstylist and she wants to impress Chris. Jamie tells her friends all about Chris and how she gets butterflies through the phone. Her friends are happy for her, but they're worried about, you know, sexual chemistry. Jamie isn't really sure how she will react to Chris's narcolepsy as well. 
She then tells them about how Chris had ghosted her on several occasions and how during one of the occasions she got especially lonely and sad because of the death in her family and she was talking with another woman. They ask her if she's really ready for marriage and she says yes. The friends think that they should probably postpone the wedding so they can at least get to know each other. All right. So what do you think? Do you think that, you know, nine days is enough? Because they always say (laughs) 90 days is enough time, but they're giving themselves nine days. What do you think? Yeah. Nine days is not enough time when you've (laughs) never physically been in the – that's that's never physically been in their presence before. Right. 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 And I I thought it was a little weird that, like, they kept bringing up sexual chemistry. Yeah. um, As a a thing, which I'm like – is that really that big of a deal? I mean, obviously, it's a big of a deal that you have sexual chemistry, but like, is it like something that often doesn't happen to people? Like, it seems like whatever, you'll figure it out. It'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I do think like maybe people, it just takes a little bit t- of time. So maybe like the first few times aren't that great. But yes, I think like anyone could grow to have sexual chemistry. And I think especially for women, I think it's... um. I, more common that the emotional connection is such an important part of well, for the sure. physical yeah. connection too. So it's like if they have the emotional connection, at least they have that going for them and the rest they can learn and figure out. Yeah, but I mean, I think it was more about, I think that just the way they kept putting it is like, what if she gives you the ick, right? <laughs> what if her breath stinks and you're just like, yeah, like, yeah. Well, like I mean, she that tries could to be a thing. You, yeah. Right, that could be a thing. And that's that. that's why- Nine days isn't enough time, but like you don't know what they're, uh, you're, you know. It's just I don't know. It's 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 weird that like to me you haven't slept in a bed with them. You never shared a thing with them. You never took a shower when they were done. Like did they make a mess in the shower? Like I don't know so much. Oh, stuff you, don't you know, know how about I feel people. about snoring. Snoring is like borderline deal breaker. You know. Yeah, which is unfortunate because you can't do anything about that. Right. But- but you can't do anything about the fact that it, that it keeps you up all night. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. not that's that's not like, a, oh, I prefer you not snore. It's like, I can't sleep if you do. Yeah, so. exactly. And then I become a cranky bitch. So, right. you know, it's a trade-off. <laughs> right. You don't know if they leave. Like, it, there's, a, there's a live with people stuff, right? Yeah. That, with this, the, the, that, you know, is, is tough already. But the not even having met them, like mm-hmm. that she was like, maybe, she, maybe she's shorter than you thought. Like, right. that's an issue, Right. Like, I don't it, – it, it's it's a lot of stuff. It, I don't know because I feel like everybody's been on dates where like you had a person – even if somebody you talked to for a while, especially when we had COVID because we were mm. all doing those weird like talking to people for a super long time before we went on dates with them. And like you would just go there and be like, eh, it just doesn't it's, – it's not what I thought it was. Yeah. You know? And you, you don't know if it clicks. Like yeah. you, you can click with somebody online and then you get there in real life and it – it just might not be there. Mm-hmm. And so to, to be – not only be trying to figure that out – well, they're not trying to figure it out though. They both are just assuming it's there. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking this out. But at the same time, trying to rush through into a wedding <laughs> – it's a lot of stress. Yeah. It just seems like a lot too. like, even when they're talking about the other challenges, like Chris's narcolepsy, it's like, mm, are you going to know if you could, because both of them have concerns. Jamie has yeah. concerns about, you know, taking care of someone with mar- narcolepsy. Chris has concerns of being dependent and like having to rely on someone with her narcolepsy. So it's just like something like, like that 
how are you not waiting more than nine days? Like, and I don't understand what the hurry is because I mean, part of the reason why it's 90 day fiance is because you have 90 days. Now I'm not saying they have 90 days because they're in Colombia, but you have more than nine days. Yeah. And, 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 we're supposed to already have most of this stuff planned out already again, just like the 90 days, yeah. right? Which is funny because there's no reason they have to take the 90 days ever. Right. But nine days, you might actually have to take the whole thing. But it's also, I don't know. It's just, I don't know that these two people are going to be as compatible as they think they are. Yeah. Right. And if we can, and just by the way they're planning on meeting with each other, mm-hmm. right? Is Jamie goes and she has her hair done and she has her makeup oh, yeah. done. The best and she's version of you. The best version of her. She is all out. And Chris is in a tutu on the airplane. Yes. Oh gosh. Like, you know, it's like they it just it just they don't seem maybe it's an opposite to track situation, but it just is gonna be like, I don't I don't necessarily it's hard for me to imagine that those two people would outside of the weird way they met each other like mm-hmm. if they saw each other on the street be like i'm into that one that one that one's the one for me you know just by the way they carry themselves and do whatever but yeah i, I don't know and then i i'm still concerned about and i'm glad the um the friends pulled it out when mm-hmm. she, he was like why did you choose infidelity and she's like well i didn't really he was like i'm gonna stop you right there you chose infidelity <laughs> <laughs> right He's like, at the first message, that was infidelity. So what is going on? So I don't – is she going to do that every time they're upset? Like, how's that going to work? Well, yeah, that's the other thing I was thinking. Why would you want to be marrying this person if you still have unanswered questions? Because I'm sure Jamie would love to hear where the hell Chris went all the time she ghosted or why she ghosted randomly. Right. Yeah, those are those are the things you have to figure out because you can't mend that until – you know that answer, right? right? You can't mend that mend that bridge, but it seems like they're just going to go ahead and get married before everything's mended. Yeah. Like Yeah, which, which seems like a good plan. Yeah. Very poor plan. <laughs> so, goodness. Yeah, they do need more time, I feel like. 9 days. Wow. I think that might that that is probably a record for this show. I From guess the time that is. they actually meet each other. From meeting, yes, because we've had people I feel like who got married very quickly when they got there, but they had spent months together in the different various yeah. trips, right? I've been to, I've been there three times before we got married. Right. You know? uh, actually, the only one that I can think of is uh, was it Omar and Avery? I they guess got that's married true. pretty quickly, but I can't remember if they had they had met in met person each before. other before. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm not actually, sure. Actually, I don't think they did, and they did get married pretty quickly. Right. That one ended up being less bad than we all thought it would be. Right. Well, because we were really genuinely wondering if Avery really had changed because they were playing up this whole like reformed bad girl who found religion. Right. Yes. And her family was very skeptical that she was truly reformed. But yeah, it ended up working out okay for them as far as I know. That was was the person who, you know, married a conservative Muslim and it worked because she was trying to be a conservative Muslim. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. So uh, out of the group, we saw we're still waiting on one more couple. Uh, Who is your student of the week? Um, I'm going to go with Isabel. Um, Yeah. She just... Same. That's... She, I liked her. Yes. I liked her a lot. She seemed like a good mom so far. Yeah. Like, and part of the reason she seemed like a good mom is because it seems like her daughter has a really good relationship with her. Yeah. Which <laughs> says something they to you. They communicate. She's respectful. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. What about your dunce? Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say Nicole. <laughs> I did too. The two people we, we the two new people we met we met. <laughs> yeah. I, I went with Nicole as well because of the fact that she's clearly repeating the same pattern that she has established. Nothing has changed, so I don't anticipate anything being different. I don't – yeah, I don't see how she set herself up for any kind of success here. Yeah. All right. So what about your life lesson? Uh, my life lesson goes to, um, you know, Danielle, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's like no matter how well-meaning you are and how much expertise you have – you can't help somebody that doesn't want that help. <laughs> right. Right. You can just go and say, I decided you needed accounting software. And he's like, I've never even seen a computer. Like, And he just <laughs> – but you could see he, as it went along, he just said started saying more and more ridiculous things because he wanted her to leave him alone. Right, right. Uh, so my life lesson is uh, really for Jen and her whole friend posse. So as a friend, sometimes you have to accept that your friend is going to make mistakes, even though you may know better and they don't. Uh, friendship should not be contingent on if they follow your advice. And I really feel <laughs> like Myra needs this lesson because she yes. wants to cut off Jen the moment she doesn't agree with the guy she's with, you know, doesn't show right. her support by not going to the wedding. And even like her saying, oh, good luck in India, luck in you India. know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's your friend? Really? Yeah. That's, that's the way your friend acts? For real? Right, right. So, yeah, that's not really a friend. So as a friend, you just got to accept that your friends are going to make mistakes and, you know, you can try warn them. I'm not saying you can't, but can't be like mad at them. It doesn't affect you. You know why? Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like you you can you can choose to support. You can choose not to support. But like at the end of the day, just. Yeah, it's not your life. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so we will be back. We're just getting started. We'll be back next yeah. week. Who yeah. knows? We no, might even we'll get a wedding in, next week. No, we'll be back in two weeks. Oh, two weeks? Why? What's happening? Super Bowl is next week. They oh. usually take off for the Super Bowl. Well, mm-hmm. that works out for me because I'll be gone on Sunday. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. So, All right, in two weeks, then. we'll be back. Two weeks. All, All right. right. Until then. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.